All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Can you see it? Did you know? Checked, but the puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! A moment's notice, and on the To the line, Hughes, scores! Here, like I don't, I won't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted them in in Valentine's Day. Wow, we should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What Pearl steals, cutting in, shoots, scores. Don't waste all the good stuff on the off air. Let's go.
Hello, Canucks fans. Welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation. My name is David Quadrelli, and joining me now is my co-host, Chris Faber, who just wrapped up a great interview with Cole Lind. We talked to him about The Bachelor. Obviously, we talked to him about the Comets, and we talked to him about those flying skate jerseys. We didn't talk about episode 69, though, with Cole Lind. We didn't. We didn't even tell him he was on episode 69. Like, that would have made the interview much better. Yeah, absolutely. And it was a good ch- uh, good chat with him. He was quickly on intermission. He was watching his little brother play, uh, who's down in Bantam in Saskatchewan. Uh, so, yeah, good conversation with Cole Lind. I think that's, like, his third time coming on the Canucks conversation. So, always a good chat and a great interview, and he's had a great season so far. Yeah, man. friend of the show. Friend of the show. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess we could say yeah, that. Yeah, friend of the show. I think he'd, he'd be okay you with that. You were happy that he answered your Bachelor questions. I yes, I, was, I walked in. I was like, hey, Cole, uh, uh, do you watch The Bachelor? And he, yeah, he does with the whole team or like eight of those guys, whatever. But yeah, so five minutes of that will be posted in this episode and then the rest of it will be posted on our Patreon. We'll get to a little more of Patreon stuff later. I guess, yeah, we'll announce it later. We'll, we'll get into some actual Canucks talk and then we'll tell you some exciting announcements with the Patreon and a few of our sponsors, actually. Uh, it'll all tie into that. We'll talk about that later. But Chris, let's just jump into it. The Canucks are skidding, Chris. Yes. What do you think about this losing streak? Man. It was, uh, you know, you go on the road and you you win in overtime against Montreal Canadiens. Uh, you lose to the Senators, you lose to the Maple Leafs, you lose to the Blue Jackets. But man, it, it could have been, it would have been okay if they would have closed out that game against the uh, against the Columbus Blue Jackets. But the collapse they had in the final eight minutes was just horrible, man. Like that that might be the one of the biggest lows we've seen this year for the Vancouver Canucks. I think. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, when I look at that, I really see, like, this team really misses Jacob Markstrom. And, you know, Markstrom masked a lot of problems. And I say that, and it wasn't like the defense played as poor as they usually do in front of Markstrom. Like, the defense was pretty average in front of Demko and, you know, later on Deming. But, like, I, I... I look at that one and I don't like to put stuff on goaltenders. Like everybody jokes around with me that I'm always defending goaltenders and I'm a big fan of goaltenders. But, you know, like that Toronto game, Thatcher Demko had to be better. Like I would say goals number like one, three, and four in that game needed to be stopped by Demko. And Markstrom makes those saves in his sleep. Like I just, man, like we, we joke around about it because you're, you're, you really like Thatcher Demko and I do as well. I think he's going to be great. But uh, it was funny. I texted you and I was like, see, told you Thatcher Demko sucked. And I was like, totally kidding. Like, he, he's a great goalie and I think he's going to be great. But Well, I was at yeah. the, because uh, I went and hosted the TTP show uh, with Jordan Bowman and Jay Swing. Um, and I was driving home and I was listening to it on the radio. And, like, I got a text that came because I was, you know, racing home to watch the rest of the game. And literally the text, like, came and played through the speakers. And it was just like, see, I told you about Thatcher Demko. <laughs> it was like, literally, like, I'm, like, listening to it on the radio. Then I have, like, your voice coming through, like, the Alexa voice on my phone. Just like doubling down to, to just shove it right in my face. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. It's it's tough because he goes on this road. I think he had like an 870 save percentage. Or the Canucks as a whole had an 870 save percentage throughout this. Mm-hmm. Their PDO was really ridiculously low. So it was just like a, these were games. Like, they should have won some of these games. The yeah. Toronto one, I think, because of the bad goaltending, you could say that that's the reason they lost. But, you know, they really should have won that game against the Columbus yeah. Blue Jackets. They really should have won that game against the Ottawa Senators just because who the Senators are. And they did win the game against Montreal Canadiens. Mm-hmm. But this is this is the final road trip that's, you know, of any significance this year. And I mean that by, like, length of it. Yeah. I mean, obviously the road trip games are going to be huge. They have one uh, where they take on the Coyotes and the Colorado Avalanche later on this year. But this is the final four-game stretch. Like, after this, it's only, like, a two-gamer, a three-gamer, and then I think another two-gamer. So there's not a lot of big road trips to go. 
So this would have been just so huge to close out with a Sunday win against the Blue Jackets. Yeah, and like I look at these short road trips and I think like that really bodes well for the Canucks chances of really going on a run here and you know really getting past this skid that they're on. They're such a good team at home and you know like you look at their home record compared to their road record like the numbers do not lie. The Canucks are much better at home. And I just wonder now like now you've taken out Jacob Markstrom from that cuz they're great at home with Jacob Markstrom in net usually. That's who their starter is, and they don't have him right now. And I, I just wonder, because, you know, Markstrom's going to be reevaluated. We don't know how long he's going to be out quite yet. But, man, like, if he's if he's out into the playoffs, like, I, you know, we always talk about, oh, a magical Cinderella run. Man, I just, I don't think Thatcher Demko's capable of doing that yet. Yeah, and I think that's what a lot of people saw when we were going into that game. Like, like Thatcher Demko, if he would have played in that game against Columbus Blue Jackets... And he would have played okay. Like, if he would have played like a typical Thatcher Demko, I think they win that game. You know, I mean, it's tough. Like, Louis Domingue let in some goals. He was he was pretty solid throughout. Uh, you know, I think I tweeted out at some point, like, he's looking like an NHL goalie so far. Uh, that didn't last long. So I'm just going to, like, start tweeting out that he doesn't look like an NHL goalie so far, and then maybe it'll change like that. But, you know, Thatcher Demko is going to have to step up. And I think that this, this Wednesday game, like, I don't know if there's ever been a bigger Wednesday game against the Arizona Coyotes in the Canucks franchise history because – you come off of that road trip where you lose three games in a row, and then you, the cherry on top was just how they lost that game on Sunday. If if they don't bounce back in this game against Arizona, like the city's ready to explode, and it's it could be a really bad look on Canucks Twitter on Wednesday night if they don't end up getting a win uh, against the Arizona Coyotes, who are you know below them in the standings. Um, but they're they're also like fighting for a spot right now. Like they want to be in that wild card race right now, and if the Canucks take them lightly at all or are missing a player like Quinn Hughes or Tyler Myers like we saw in his practice today if they're missing a key piece of the team like that or they just don't come into this one with enough energy like the Arizona Coyotes are going to have a lot of energy they need this win against the Vancouver Canucks yeah quickly quick look at the standings so at the time of this recording the Canucks are at 74 points Arizona's at 72 the Canucks are in the first wild card spot and Arizona is three spots behind them Nashville and Winnipeg separate the two teams I wonder like Man, like the Canucks have two games in hand on both Arizona and Winnipeg, but holy smokes, if the Canucks don't win this game, there's going to be a lot of people pushing the panic button. And I kind of want to kind of want to touch on coach Green a little bit cuz you know, the Canucks have that stinker of a game and he comes out and says, "Yeah, I really feel bad for my players." And you know, that's kind of a odd answer, I guess. Um and I just want to see like when do you think Coach Green's going to have that big sound bite and he's going to come out and say, "Man, you know, like it's got to be it's got to be on the the onus is on the players, like they got to have a will to win at some point and like when do you think we're going to get that quote?" Well, out of respect for J-Pat, I'm not talking about Travis Green this week on the show. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that you know, I I kind of wrote about that a little bit and I when I was doing the post game, um and I was thinking like, "Okay, this is a time where you need the leadership group to step up." Okay, the guys with A on their chest and C's on their chest, these are the type of guys that need to make this team come out of the dumpster, not Brandon Sutter taking penalties late in the game and costing yeah. this team. You know, like these players that are they talk about being room guys, obviously they're good good guys in the room, I'm sure. They're veterans that have been around the NHL for a while, but if they're guys that are are not good guys on the ice, like then that's a really big problem because like Antoine Roussel's taken a lot of uh, a lot of abuse, I'd say, on social media over the past little bit. And I wonder about what his game is is becoming right now. And I, and I talked about this with Justin Morissette yesterday on his podcast, uh, Locked On. And we were talking about, you know, maybe maybe that uh, that injury is kind of like didn't give him an opportunity to have, 
you know, as much endurance later on in the season like a lot of these players have because that was a tough knee injury. It's not like he was able to skate a lot of the year coming into it. So I wonder if he's kind of just fading a little bit. And a lot of people have talked about Travis Green's mental reset games that he gives people. Like, it seems like it might be the time for Antoine Roussel not only to get a mental reset game, but maybe just like a week away from playing NHL games. Like, if he were to play his last game on Sunday and come back for Friday, it's like five days off in between. That might be something that's actually just good for him mentally and also really good for him physically as well. Yeah, and like, you know, when we talk about Travis Green giving his guys a mental reset and, you know, picking his spots is something I like to say Travis Green does well. And, you know, we look at it with uh, Mike Matheson hit on Pedersen. He comes out, calls it a dirty play. Same sort of tune when Matt Grizzlick hits Elias Pedersen. You know, Green is usually pretty reserved with the media. Doesn't He's not a big, like, he won't give you a lot of sound bites, but... He picks his spots well, and I think we're going to see one coming soon if this continues. Like, I think at at some point, you know, I, I predict it'll be once the Canucks are, you know, out of a playoff spot, and it's going to be before there's an E next to their name. But I do think one, if this continues, like, man, we're going to see Tra- we're going to see a pissed off Travis Green at some point. Like, he's not going to, with his job security and, like, you know, if he misses the playoffs... Jim Benning's going to have to ask some serious questions about his coach. That's that's just the reality well, of it. Well, people are going to start asking questions about Jim Benning as well if they miss yeah. the playoffs, right? And I yeah. mean, yeah, it's it's not in like a full panic mode right now, but even just like looking up and seeing the standings and seeing that the Canucks aren't one of those top three Pacific teams anymore, like I wasn't going to start panicking until they fall out of the playoff spot. But you have teams like Nashville behind you and Winnipeg that can really figure it out pretty fast, and they've been on a pretty good run Nashville has in their past 10. Like the Canucks are 4-5-1 and one in their past 10. I believe they're like 4-7-2. and one in their last uh, 12 games as well so that's a tough look and you know it's it's like this team has gone through so many different things this year where there's been so many peaks and valleys that they need they almost need it to be a peak for this last little bit right like they can't go and have one of these 500 streaks anymore like (laughs) I tweeted it out a little while ago they needed to get 23 points in their final 23 games now they need 22 points in their final 17 games just like guarantee a playoff spot you know, that's, that's a decent amount to guarantee a spot. Obviously, there's better chances of them just getting around 91, 92 points and still getting in, but they really need to turn it around, and I, I, I think that, like, Wednesday is such a huge game. Like, it's a huge game, and, and you mentioned Travis Green, and we saw him, like, I don't know if you saw the uh, the presser today with Travis Green, but, like, he was a very giggly Travis Green, yeah. like, way more giggly than he usually is. And I just thought, like, maybe that's good. Like, maybe they're they're trying to come into this game a little bit loose, but they got to really be focused uh, when it comes to Wednesday night, because it's a 7.30 start, which is always a weird mix-up for the yeah. Vancouver Canucks. Um, and as, it seems like every time the Canucks don't play at 7 o'clock at Rogers Arena, like they don't put on a very good show. Yeah. So uh, we'll see what they look like for a 7.30 game. But like I said earlier, man, like this Wednesday game is just so huge. Like It's it's a, it's the biggest Wednesday game ever against the Arizona Coyotes in the franchise history. I'd say the only good 7.30 game was Sedin retirement night. That was yeah. a great game. And I was like eight, like eight o'clock puck drop pretty much at that point. But the the thing is, like you look at what Vegas is doing, and Vegas has just been on a huge run lately, of course. I mean, they're eight and two in their past ten, and they're starting to run away with this Pacific division. The Canucks still have a couple games against Vegas this year, which is gonna be huge if you want to talk about them, you know, even winning the Pacific, which a lot of people aren't really talking about anymore, which is, you know, life moves fast, man. Cause two weeks ago I was still really thinking they had a chance of winning uh this Pacific division, but now the way it's shaping out is, you know, the, the Canucks could end up matching up against the Vegas Golden Knights if they're the wild card team. You know, it's it's crazy to think about that, and that's the thing that we didn't want to happen, you know, if the Canucks and Vegas were to finish second and third in the division. But to win a playoff series, man, it's, you know, the one that I don't want to run into is Vegas, really. Yeah, 
And, you know, if the playoffs started today, that's exactly who they'd play is yep. Vegas in the first round. And that's, man, that's a tough first round. Like, mm-hmm. I, I I write about it when I when I talk about the Canucks playoff chances and whatever. I say, like, you know, the Canucks have a legitimate shot in a seven-game series against an Edmonton, against a Calgary. Hell, even against a Nashville, even against, you know, I'd argue St. Louis, like Dallas, Colorado. I think the Canucks have a good shot, like a decent shot against those guys. Yeah. But then you throw Vegas in, and Vegas is the team that I'm just like, okay, when it comes to them matching up against one another, like head-to-head, man, the results are just not good. Like, not good at all. Yeah, I think, I don't know what it is about Vegas, man, but they just they just seem to have the Canucks number, and sometimes that's just, that happens. But I mean, like, we saw the game that they had that collapse against the Columbus Blue Jackets on Sunday, and it's like, those type of collapses, if you have those in the playoffs, those cost you series. Like, you get eliminated in the playoffs if you do that kind of game, like, like Columbus did that to Tampa Bay. Yeah. Like they made. I think it, it was three nothing, right? When Tampa Bay was winning in like game two, and then they came back and they won that game four three, and then they go on to win the rest of the series. Like if the Canucks were to have a collapse like that, and that's not the first time the Canucks have had a ten minute collapse in a game this year at all. Like it, it might be the first time that they've had it at like the very end of a game, but they've had those kind of ten minute stretches throughout the season. And if you were to have one of those ten minute stretches in a playoff series, it could legitimately cost you. You know your your playoff hopes and your chances of winning a Stanley Cup because the the problem is like and everyone's like oh well the young players need to learn you know how to get there that you need to learn how to lose before you learn how to win but it's like well then what the hell are the old guys doing losing games like that for the Canucks because like Brandon Sutter and, and Antoine Roussel you you just you can't take that penalty that late on in the game like no. you really can't like okay so that's the thing is people say oh it's a young team yeah sure it is the best players are young. But it wasn't the best players that lost that game for the Canucks. It was not the young players that lost that game for the Canucks. That's not how it works. Like, it was, it was not, you can't use the excuse, oh, they're a young team, they gotta learn what it takes to win. No, it was not the young players that fucked up the ending of that game. Like, it was the old guys. I don't, I just don't get this excuse that, oh, they're a young team, they need some more time. It's like, man, like, Elias Pettersson and Quinn Hughes are already by far the Pettersson best players. Had three points in that game, know, and they like, lost because of it. You like know, he's got his guy. He's yeah. got his guy. Like, right. what more do you want from him? Yeah. Like, man, like I just ah, oh, and like you know, it sucks they don't have Beagle because sure Beagle could maybe shut down that game, like really take control of it late. Sure, but man, like if you don't have Jay Beagle, your team just flops. Are you kidding me? I had a problem with um, you know that the, the fact that. Like, if I'm up two goals and I'm getting later in the game, it just felt like that third period just started to, like, slow down so much. And it was almost like the Canucks were saying, like, here's a chance for you guys to come back. Like, we're going to just lay off the gas pedal a little bit. Like, if you guys want to come back and, you know, try and make a game out of this, go ahead. And that's not what I – like, man, the Canucks need to learn how to extend those leads. Like, scoring three goals doesn't win you a hockey game in the NHL every night. Like, you need to extend those leads when you have that. You have a great – like – they, they had a great start. I thought the first minute of that Columbus game was one of the best first minutes of this season. They came out, they got a bunch of shots, hit a post, got a power play, got a power play goal. It was like, you couldn't ask for a better start to a game. And that was just like, that's exactly what the Canucks need to do. And they have all the capability in the world to do that. And the thing is that, like, they need to continue that kind of mentality. And I feel like they did it in the second period, actually, too. But then the third period came out, and I don't know what was said at the intermission, but it was like, hey, let's just, you know... Let's just coast our way through this one. Let's just put this one to sleep and let's get a win and get out of here. But like that that type of mentality and that type of game plan just doesn't work in the NHL in 2020. Like it doesn't. It might have worked in 2010, definitely worked in the 2000s, <laughs> but it doesn't work in 2020. 
Yeah, it definitely didn't work last game, that's for sure. And with that, I think we'll just cut it, cut to the Cole Lind interview. Uh, again, this is five minutes of the interview. The rest of it is available on our Patreon, patreon.com slash Convo. And after that, we're going to talk about what you get if you subscribe to the Patreon for this month because we're pretty excited about these giveaways. So here's Cole Lind. All right, guys, joining us now, you can find him on the Utica Comets currently as he's been ripping it up and also the only Comets player to play in every single game this year. Cole Lind, how you doing, Cole? I'm doing good, you guys. Yeah, good to get you back on the show here. I, I kind of want to start there with that first question. What's it been like for you to be uh, the only guy in that locker room that hasn't missed a game yet? <laughs> uh, it's been good. Obviously, from uh, last year, I struggled with injuries throughout the year to this year. Obviously, so far, not miss, missing a game, knock on wood. Um, <laughs> it's been really good. Uh, I'm, I'm happy with the way everything's went. I, I've stayed happy. Got lucky and been staying healthy so far this year and uh, hope to for the rest of the year, obviously, too. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, that's something that you and me have talked about in the past, whether it was at training camp or on this podcast, was, you know, some of the work that you did in the offseason. How much do you think that plays a part into you being able to be healthy all year? Yeah, it's huge. Um, obviously, just being a little bit stronger kind of helps you from, uh, you know, just being stronger on your feet and maybe those little things little things don't happen as much and uh, I focus a lot more even on just uh, you know being a little bit more I guess loose and stretch a lot more in the summertime so uh, I think that goes to help uh, a lot too actually yeah absolutely I was getting worried about you last Wednesday you took a huge hit uh, and I saw a lot of people mentioning if you weren't from Saskatchewan I don't think you'd be getting up from that one yeah (laughs) yeah I cranked pretty good there uh, but got up Luckily, I felt still pretty good, obviously. I came back into the game, and, and it felt fine ever since. So uh, kind of just not looking back not looking back or thinking about it now, obviously. Now, Cole, you guys just wore those uh, throwbacks to the uh, 94 Canucks flying skate jerseys. What did you think of those jerseys? And, like, have you seen, like, the Canucks wearing them this season? Oh, yeah, I've seen them, uh, them wearing them, and obviously us wearing them this weekend, they were sick. They were probably... The nicest jerseys I, I've ever worn. Maybe uh, not the best of luck for us. Obviously, we got we got uh, beat up a little bit on Saturday, but uh, they looked really cool. So yeah, I got to ask about those black jerseys. Uh, were you able to sneak one out? Because like I think a lot of you guys probably wanted to take that one home with you. Yeah, no, uh, they're really cool. I think uh, I think we're actually auctioning them off next time we wear them. So maybe I'll get a chance and maybe just <laughs> maybe buy my own. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Raise some money for someone and get to take home your own jersey. That'd be a pretty good one. Uh, I, I want to ask yeah. a little bit about the uh, the situation that's going to be kind of coming up here for you guys in Utica. Uh, Cole, you were one of the guys that, that signed out of junior and you came and played six games for the Comets a couple of years ago. And the Canucks kind of have some prospects right now, guys like Carson Fogue. Uh, Jet Wu and Niels Huglander that you know could sign after their junior seasons are over and come over and play with you guys in Utica. Uh, I wanted to ask, like, what kind of what what did that help you with so much? Kind of moving into it because you know you don't get a full AHL season, but maybe just get a little bit of a taste for professional hockey. Is that something that helped you? Yeah, I think uh, even getting a little taste helps you a ton. But obviously, I think a full season helps you a lot more. Being able to experience. Uh, you know, the ups and downs throughout the whole season instead of just getting a little taste of it. But obviously, uh, any amount of games that you can get in this league is is big. And uh, I think it'll be a big learning step for those guys. And I'm obviously excited to have them out here and, and see how they do. Cole, what's been the biggest surprise or like the biggest lesson of the season for you so far? Um, 
the team's just haven't been resilient the whole year. Obviously, <clears throat> lately we've went through a little bit of injuries and stuff, and we got a lot of guys coming back now. And, you know, our lineup's really filling up really quickly. Uh, but uh, I think it's just been resiliency, obviously, from last year for me coming into this year. I've I've had to be resilient and, and just try to pick up where I left off my junior career and kind of forget that last season and, and try to carry some momentum from the from the good start we all had. And and I think you keep seeing bits and pieces of it. But uh, I think our, our team's starting to finally come together here towards playoffs now. Yeah, most definitely. And I know personally it's got to be you know a lot more fun of a season for you this year, obviously having success that you're having. But I wonder about the group because I don't know if they're just doing a good job on social media, but we're seeing like a lot more fun out of this Utica Comets team than we did last year, it feels like. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, I totally feel our group's a lot closer this year and a lot more tight-knit. Uh, the guys just go into the into the rink every day and have a lot of fun, and there's a lot of jokes and, and laughs being thrown around every day. So uh, it's just an awesome group of guys, and I get along everyone with everyone well in the room. Yeah, speaking of the group, like we saw there's like the bachelor watch party and I know I asked you right before we went on air if you if you're on that in that group that watches the bachelor. Is there anybody that isn't on tr- on board with that? Uh yeah, I think there's quite a few guys that are uh I think there's like 8 of us or so that watch the show. I want to say maybe 9. Yeah, I got to follow up with that though. You so you, you know who the final two are, right? I'm not throwing any spoilers out there. Oh, oh yeah, I Okay, know. who who you got? Madison, that's yeah, been my girl. Yeah, yeah, me too. I was, I was gonna say like Hannah Ann at the start of the year. I was like, okay, she's, she's, she's my pick. I thought she was gonna get through, but then like you know, you just kind of get to see more of Madison, and I was like, okay, it's got to be Madison. Yeah. Um. Actually, at our house, we had like a little draft. We watched the first episode and then had a draft from there, and I actually got the honor of taking the first overall pick in our in our draft, and I ended up taking Madison first overall. So. I'm not really a bandwagoner or anything. I've kind of <laughs> just rode my horse the whole way through. That's awesome. What did you think about uh, the Utica Comets putting out that video? I think it was like Bachelor Nights with Mikey and uh, Di Pietro came out and uh, wrapped it up. I think a lot of fans went crazy for that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. They they probably love it. It's a little bit cringy, I think, but uh, <laughs> I love it. And a huge thank you to Cole Lind of the Utica Comets for joining the show. Again, that was the five minutes of it. You can check out the rest of that on our Patreon, patreon.com slash CanucksConvo. And since we're talking about the Patreon, we thought we'd go into the giveaway that we have coming up. So this is thanks to our friends at Zephyr Epic who have loved working with us. And again, that's a two-way street. Like Chris and I really love uh, opening cards before every episode. Hughes hunting is the highlight of my week. There you go. Like Chris and I have pulled a Quinn Hughes out of every hobby box we've opened so far. And man, like I joke around that Zephyr Epic packs are juiced, but man, Zephyr Epic packs are juiced. (laughs) Like they're awesome. And you know, like super fun to work with. We, we love the partnership. So they are blessing us with a hobby box to give away to one of you guys. So one of our Patreon subscribers, um, we have 15 right now, so anybody else who joins will be entered. We're going to really keep this going till the end of March. Uh, that'll be when the giveaway ends. So if you're subscribed in the month of March, uh, at the end of it, we will be sending out a hobby, Series 2 hobby box to one lucky person. Again, like these things are worth like 100, 100 plus dollars. And again, if you want to buy your own, you can use Canucks Convo promo code for $5 off your order, shipping anywhere free in Canada. Um, but we're, we're just super excited to do this because... 
people are going to get to go Hughes hunting with us, Chris. Yeah, I think people should be excited. Obviously, you mentioned it. The Zephyr boxes are absolutely juiced. Um, so all you need to do to enter is sign up for our Patreon uh, account, which you can find as the pinned tweet on the Canucks Conversation Twitter account. Uh, sign up. There's like the $5 tier, the $10 tier. And as you mentioned, you guys can hear the full Colin interview, all 14 minutes of it, uh, if you sign up for the Patreon deal. And we just released another Patreon episode last week as well. Yeah, so if you go with the 5 or 10 tier, you'll also get an interview with like Jet Wu, Brent Sopel, uh, Al Murdoch. Who else have we had on there? Brendan Batchelor, uh, Aiden McDonough we even had on the show. Like This is all behind the paywall of the Patreon if you if you want to give to the Patreon, it really helps us out a ton. And again, like you're going to be entered into some pretty cool giveaways. And uh, uh, every single hero tier will get a T-shirt oh, sent yeah. to them as well. And yeah. they will also be entered into the monthly giveaway, which we are about to give away. We can probably announce it here, anyways, uh, since we haven't given anything away for February yet, and the month is over. We're going to give away a Brock Besser framed picture from the All-Star Game, which is a beautiful-looking picture that was given to us by our friends uh, from Blue Orca Sports Memorabilia. And we're going to be picking randomly one person of our Hero Tier supporters. So if you're listening to this now, maybe get in there quickly, and maybe you can win uh, sneak your way into the February prize. We'll see. Yeah, exactly. Definitely go check out the Patreon. And with that, let's just toss to an ad from our friends at Zephyr Epic. Zephyr Epic is Canada's source for trading card games and sports cards. They ship free anywhere in Canada on orders over $50 before taxes. And Canucks Conversation podcast listeners can save $5 off their order with promo code CanucksConvo. That's all one word, promo code CanucksConvo. You can shop online or at their retail store located in Surrey. Once again, that was Zephyr Epic. You can follow them on social media to be part of monthly contests and ticket giveaways. Search Z-E-P-H-Y-R Epic on all platforms. And a huge thank you to our friends at Zephyr Epic. And kind of to close out here, Chris, this is our first Tuesday episode. It's the really, this is episode 69. We haven't really talked about that much. No, I mean, uh, yeah, our first Tuesday episode, kind of cool that it lands on episode 69. Actually, it's really nice that it lands there. Super nice. Um, so the final thing that we kind of wanted to touch on quickly, there's a couple little things before we close up, close out the episode, because these Tuesdays are going to be a little bit different, I think. Like, we only included, like, a little bit of the Colin interview. Uh, we're not going to make them, like, hour-long episodes like we do on Friday. That's still going to be, like, the big show. Uh, and we're not going to have Corey Herg on these ones as well. But we thought, you know, I have class on Tuesday, and we might as well record before I hop in there. So let's dive into a couple more things before we wrap up this shorter episode of the Canucks conversation. Uh, and I wanted to talk a little bit of goaltender conversation because Demko needs to have a big homestand here. He's going to get a lot of games over the next little bit. And he just didn't perform very well in the past three games that he played in this past road trip against Toronto. Uh, he has an under 900 save percentage uh, against Ottawa, under 900 save percentage. But Montreal, when they get the win, it's almost funny. Like, <laughs> go out and you have an above 900 save percentage, the Canucks win. Because he had a pretty good game there. Like, a really good game. Yeah. Stopped 37 of 40 shots that he faced. It was almost giving, like, deja vu for the Vancouver Canucks because they were letting in that bad early goal that we saw from Markstrom for so many years. Yeah, and that's an interesting thing about all this, right, is Dr. Demko is only 24. It took Jacob Marstrom until he was like 28, 29 to turn it around and become the elite goaltender that everybody thought he could be when he was in junior. Article on that dropping soon, by the way. But, <laughs> um, yeah, like, man, like, it, it's tough because Dr. Demko came, well, really, I guess he was drafted in the same spot Markstrom was. Literally the same spot, like top of the second round, I believe, right? So, Wow. I just realized that that's that's <laughs> something crazy that I just realized on air. But um, 
Patrick Demko just the way he's improved each and every season, just like, you know, whether that be in Boston College, whatever, just the way he's improved has made you think, yes, this is the goaltender of the future. This is, you know, this is our guy. We just got to fine tune him into being a starter. But it takes time for goalies. Like, man, like, you know, Carter Hart's in Philly and everybody hoped that Mikey DiPietro could be the next Carter Hart. But you, you, you just because you see like a prodigy like that, you can't rush goaltenders. And, you know, like, this is the best way for Thatcher for the Canucks to figure out what they really have in Thatcher Demko at this point in his career. Like, you know, cause there's a lot of people that are saying like, yeah, Thatcher Demko's ready. Markstrom's expendable, but man, like, no, he's not like no. <laughs> you look at this. Like if the Canucks had Thatcher Demko in net all season long and he played half of the games, like he did the last two that he played, like, man, they'd be in trouble. And it, it's different when you're a starter. That's just it. Right. Like maybe, maybe he's got to work on the mental side of the game. Like who knows? It's a perfect test, like you just mentioned, and you know, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting Thatcher Demko to play up to the level that Jacob Markstrom was. Uh, you know, making like thirty-five plus saves and having ridiculous numbers. We saw him on City Night put up one of the the best nights in Canucks history for a goaltender. You know, Thatcher Demko just isn't going to do that. But at the same time, I hope that he this little bit of time that he has off is going to be able to let him reset and come back and not let in that early goal. But goalies, it's so hard because it's like. I feel like for a goalie to change the trends, it's not like a game-to-game thing. Like a player, I feel like, can change their game game-to-game. And, you know, if something's not working, they change it and it, you know, maybe helps them or doesn't help them. But with a goalie, it's like it's a lot to change all the years and years of practice that you've become to become a goaltender. So maybe Thatcher Demko just had a tough run there. That's what I'm hoping. But uh, we're going we're gonna to see it play out. And the Canucks have a huge four-game homestand here of very winnable games. Like Colorado Avalanche is going to be a great game. But they're playing the Blue Jackets again. They're going to be a beat-up Blue Jackets team. And then they play the New York Islanders. That should be a good game for the Canucks as well. Like, these next four games, they should come out of this with three wins, I would think. Yeah, no, I agree with I you. I would hope for sure. I also thought they'd come out with three wins on the road trip. So, I'm really unsure. And, I, man, like, Arizona, that's a game, I hate to use the word must win, but, man, with how close Arizona is in the standings. like Well, for Arizona, it's a must win. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For Arizona, it is, yes. But, like, man, like, Arizona's right on the Canucks' heel. Like, that's a must win for the Canucks, I'd say. I would argue that. And, you know, again, Colorado, Columbus, New York Islanders, and then they're back out on the road and they play Arizona and Colorado again. Like, those are two teams that they could very well match up with in, in the playoffs at some point. And then it's Winnipeg, so same thing. Yeah, and I think a lot of it, you know, it's it's... This team re- just relies on their goaltenders so much that it's going to be a lot for Thatcher Demko to take on. But I'd really think that, you know, Wednesday, if they get a huge start from Thatcher Demko and he has a good game, does what he did against Montreal or something like that, you know, he's, he's probably going to face a ton of shots. You know, like the, the Arizona Coyotes like to fire shots on net. Uh, they're going to get a bunch on Thatcher Demko. They're going to want to test him because they've just seen what he just had in his recent couple games. And the Canucks just, this is a, man, I've said it a bunch of times, but this is a huge game on Wednesday. And if they can come out of a win for this, it's going to settle a lot of people's nerves. And, you know, they still have some games in hand against these other teams in Pacific. That means they have to play more games uh, to the final stretch of the season. But they have a lot of home games, man. And, like, I'm not worried yet. You know, like, I'm not worried about them falling out of the Pacific. As soon as they fall out of a playoff spot, then I'm going to start freaking out. But uh, until that day comes, uh, I'm just going to be chilling, man. I'm chilling because I know that I wanted this team to, to have meaningful games around this time of the year and uh like you mentioned like you almost called it a must win and uh that's kind of what it is like it feels like a game that's very important they're having meaningful games now in march and that was a step that they needed to take and that's a step that they are taking so 
I'm excited for it. Uh, I'm excited for all the stuff with Zephyr. Uh, I'm excited to open some packs. It feels kind of weird recording a podcast without opening up some hockey cards before it. I know we'll have to get back to that on Friday, but yeah, like man, it's it's so cool that we're doing two episodes a week now, and like <laughs> just like man, you you know, you and I could talk about the Canucks for really forever. Like yeah. we never really run out of stuff to talk about. It's just. Yeah, like. Well, I didn't even yeah. get. I got so much. Like, okay, so I just wrote an article about Alex Adler, which will be dropping um, hopefully soon. I think Jackson said if he won his uh, Canucks Twitter matchup, he would drop it tomorrow morning. And if he didn't, he was going to delete it. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, I feel like, I was like looking around. I'm trying to think because you know how it's like, like trying to put an article together. You're like, man, like everybody's wrote about this. Everyone's wrote about this subject. And it's like, I was thinking, I was like, what the fuck did someone write about Alex Adler yeah, last? Yeah. You know, I was like so blown away. <laughs> So I looked at a lot of Edler's stats, and you know what? I'll get into it a bunch more on Friday because there's some really interesting stats about Alex Edler. Uh, but, uh, yeah, episode 69, man. Good thing to wrap it up with our first Tuesday show. And it's like we did a couple of emergency podcasts the past couple of weeks coming into this, so we're kind of warmed up into it. So we're going to see what these Tuesday uh, recording sessions evolve into. But it was a, uh, a good time to have Cole Lynn back on the show. He's a awesome guy to chat to. And make sure if you want to see the full interview, check that out. Patreon.com slash Canucks Convo. Yeah, and again, you'll be entered in. If you subscribe to the Hero Tier, you'll be entered in to win a hobby box from our friends at Zephyr Epic. So definitely go check that out, patreon.com slash convo. Well, are they entered in? They have to be a hero to get into that or just Gotta a $5? Gotta be a hero. Gotta, Gotta be, be a hero. hero? Okay. You're picky. No, you can be a $5. Yeah, sure. the $5 are okay. I'm pretty sure you said that earlier, too. So I just yeah. want heroes. If I want more heroes. If you enter for the hero, you can be entered to win the Brock Besser frame picture giveaway from yes. our friends at Blue Orca. Um but yeah, we also have some cool stuff that we're going to be giving away in the next couple of weeks. I know we've got some signed pictures, some other frame pictures, but this uh, this one of Brock Besser in the All Star jersey is beautiful. It's all authenticized. Is that a word? Authenticated. Authenticated. <laughs> authenticized. Yeah, authenticized. God damn it! That's like the first. Oh, love all right, it. Finish this episode. Cause I'm out of here. Clip authenticized. Clip authenticized. Oh my gosh. Oh, <laughs> well, I, in in all fairness to you, I did look at you for a second. Like, wait, is it a word? Like, You're no. Not in here. I was like, I was like, that didn't sound right, but I was like, maybe it did. Freaking close this up. All right, thank you guys uh, for listening to the Canucks conversation again. This uh, check out the Patreon. Thanks to our friends at Zephyr Epic once again for everything that they do for us and all that good stuff. So you'll definitely see us opening some more packs on Friday as the Hughes hunt continues. And I'd like to throw in there just as a final selling point on the Patreon: the Series Two hobby box and the Series Two in general has this UD canvas of Quinn Hughes in the flying skate jersey, and it might be the nicest hockey card I think I've ever laid eyes on. And I think if you don't know what I'm talking about, definitely just Google Quinn Hughes Upper Deck Series 2 UD Canvas Young Guns card. I know that's all. It's like the longest thing to Google. Yeah, it's a mouthful, but you know what I mean. You'll see it on Friday when I pull it in our uh, card. Oh, okay. okay. And yeah, they did just send us some new cards. So yeah, definitely. Once again, my name is David Quadrelli. And for Chris Faber, this is the Canucks Conversation. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.